This is the podcast for January 7th, 2011. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the stripper pole at Michael Steele's Literary Salon and Champagne Room, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Thank you. I'm almost good enough to be a homeless street person. <laughs> that guy was really good. He rocked. He yeah. rocked. I, that's, that was uh, one of the happiest stories I've heard all year. Of course, yeah. the year is young. but Michael Steele, eat your heart out. Yeah. That, <laughs> if, you, that, if he could be as erudite as that homeless guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, that's, the, that's the Michael Vick story that should have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, the second the, chance. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Michael Steele. <laughs> we love you, Michael Steele. We love you. You're the gift that keeps on giving. We keep you saying are. that. But hey, hey, did you hear that he he read the Constitution <laughs> in Congress today? <laughs> yes, yeah. I did. Four yeah. score and seven years ago, baby. <laughs> seven years ago, bitches. The, the, the thing about Michael Steele is, and you know, we can we could talk for a half an hour, but let's not. We won't. No. He's he's so fucking perfect. He is. He's such a he perfect is. fraud, you know, in every in every dimension. He is such a completely perfect fraud that I want him to stay head of R, the RNC forever. Well, and if he doesn't, you know, I went and looked up the gal that I want to win, and uh-huh. it's Ann Wagner. Okay, she's the one who has the most guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wins, and and she. Um, you know, we just bought a new safe for our guns for Christmas, and we've got 16 in the house, and we've got this and that. And then when they asked favorite book, and the first guy said Reagan Diaries, uh-huh. which is, of course, the perfect answer. Yeah. And then she she was next. And, and I know these guys are on the spot. It's hard yeah. to be on right there on stage, and everything's being recorded live, and it's not – edited and you know yeah it's not like these are public like, figures and they knew this was well, I know. Thing, so. exactly it's not like these guys are supposed to be well-spoken yeah. on the spot right yeah, that's like one of the job of requirements <laughs> talk to the media and answer stage. questions on the spot right yeah. but ann wagoner you know the the first guy answered the question with a book and then she she thought they said bar instead of book, favorite bar, and she said her kitchen table. And I thought, wow. that is the perfect Republican woman answer. Honey, I do all my drinking at home. Yeah. Yeah. Bless your heart. The bourbon bottle is on top of the fridge, way in the back. Wow. Her, her so, and Boehner are going to get along just Just fine. great. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like... um. On Monty Python with with the um, summarized Proust competition, <laughs> where in the end they just give it to the girl with the biggest tits, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. okay, we don't know how to make up our minds, so we're going to give it to the boozy broad with the most guns. <laughs> Whoa. Perfect. You, you just blew my mind, blue guy. You also just, you know, you also just front-loaded the uh, 2012 presidential award. See? Primary. Let's see who's the who's the boot, who's the chick with the largest tits and the most guns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know. I know yeah, who to vote for now. And speaking of drinking, <laughs> the serious drinking hasn't begun at the Robert Gibbs farewell party, right? No, but no, and that's a shame. I I was supposed to go to that. I had this podcast to do. Well, he and thank you, Robert Gibbs, again for giving us the name of our podcast. But. Yeah. Thank you, Robert Gibbs. We're going to outlast you. We knew that would happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I, I, I've seen 
I don't know if you've seen floating around the interwebs the the possible everybody speculates possible substitutes for Robert Gibbs. Well, did they announce today that there is one now or not? Uh, well, I didn't hear any. There's there's a, probably going to be a substitute for a while, but there were a handful of people I never heard of and believe it or not, David Brooks was floated as a possible oh my God. spokesman because you know, he's a Republican well, that would be a pay and then you first have of that all. That sort of compromisey, bipartisan yeah. Yeah, you know, well, and he's from the New York Times, and Barack Obama respects him, listen, reads his column respectfully. Well, that's it. I couldn't. To me, that was, that's a backhanded satire. I, I can't believe <sighs> that someone actually suggested that. Yeah, no, Robert Gibbs, we hardly knew ye. Yeah, and well, don't you think, too, that anyone that's presidential press secretary, sort of one of the categories that you have to fulfill is douchebag? I mean, yeah, you got to. You got to be a dick. Yeah. I suppose you did a fine job. I you know, I can't remember. Didi, I kind of like Dee Myers, but that's taking me back a little bit. Um, but you know, it's it's a circus. Press briefing is now a TV show. Yeah. No, that's it. That's you know, it. and it's a, it's a bad TV show. Who it was is, that blonde? It, who Dana who, Perino. Dana Perino. Who moved? Who moved seamlessly over to Fox News? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you know, in one step, like like Tony Snow, the late Tony Snow, who moved mm-hmm. seamlessly from Fox to the White House. Mm-hmm. She 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 followed his chemical trail like yeah. a good little worker bee back to the hive, and yeah. became you know seamlessly became a Fox News reporter. The hive, I love that. That's a perfect yeah. name for it. Yeah. Well, we weren't going to talk all day long about Michael no. Steele and Robert Gibbs because there's um, breaking news. There's, this is the thing. Oh, that was what was confusing me. It's not press secretary that's been replaced. It's chief of staff. We chief have of a, staff. We have a replacement yeah. for Rump. Speaking of chemical trails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a well-worn path between Chicago, Chicago and D.C. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Which, so it's, it's, not, it's not Mayor Daly. It's his no. brother, his right? His brother. The, the Michael Nesmith of the Daly brothers, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is Bill Daly. Yeah. Known to his friends as Bill Daly, who is who is the sexy one of the Daly family. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw I saw his sex yeah. appeal on the TV. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, the Dalys have three brothers, and John is the you know John is the Cook County one of the Cook County commissioners, and oh. and uh, I think he was an alderman too for a while. Okay. <clears throat> and Richie Daly has stepped down, and there's Bill Daly, and Bill Daly um, has done many many things. Bill Daly was uh, Clinton's Commerce Secretary. And he's uh, ran the Gore campaign, and he was the, he took the you know he was on the last he was on that sort of that last chopper out of Saigon in Florida. Oh he yeah, was, he was he was the guy who basically you know walked out on the Gore campaign and said you can't possibly win this. And I gotta believe he was speaking from a sense of family. Yeah, you know, yeah. as speaking to someone who understands what happens when you know your brother Bushes, is governor of the state. Yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no way to beat a family-owned, you know, business, which right. is what Florida was and which what Chicago is. Yeah. I've met Bill Daly a couple of times, not that we're close pals or anything, but I've been at functions where he's been at. And he is an incredibly powerful guy. Uh-huh. And he he's the Daly brother who went off to make money, became chairman of the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Bank One. Okay, there's going to be a collective freakout on the left. Yeah, those of us on the left, because he was with a big bank. Do you think that that's I think a reasonable perfectly. response? Yeah. Well, okay. he's a corporate guy. He, okay. You know, he's SBC mm-hmm. uh, is a phone company used to be of, of Texas Texas uh, heritage, and they came into Chicago and basically did an end run on the phone system here. They took over the phone system. They bought the the, the phone, the largest phone distributor, and they wrecked the place. 
Hmm. They fired all the people who, you know, who knew what they were doing because they were expensive. They went into debt doing it. They, they, you know, did a leverage buyout of a public utility and screwed it into the ground. Mm-hmm. And there, and people hated it. People were walking away in droves, and their customer service was for shit. And one of the things they did to salvage their image was to hire Bill Daly to be their president. Just about this time, his brother decided it would be a really, really good idea for Chicago to have a wireless system. Uh, Wouldn't it be cool if we had a phone? If we could somehow use our phone company, the the money we pay to phone companies, if we could just give them like a. And the deal never worked out, but just the timing of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Daly becomes president of Boeing, and Boeing moves to Chicago. Yeah. Now, whether that, I, I'm not sure how that was timed out, but there's such a tight relationship between. Yeah how the city of Chicago did its business mm-hmm. and the companies they tried to attract and the, and the stuff they tried to do and the organizations that Bill Daly was involved with yep. or run, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's all corporate. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would imagine there's going to be a big fucking collective freak out on the left and, you know, and there should be, it's what you're and saying. There should be, yeah. there should, well, it's, it's such a, you know, it, there's, there's something deeply weird about the fact that, that in, ter- in a geological time, Ten seconds after Richie Daly announces he's not going to be mayor anymore, Bill Daly becomes the chief of staff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Rahm Emanuel Rahm comes Emanuel back. Rahm Emanuel becomes mayor. Yeah. You know, yep. it, it's, there's something just so incestuous about that that yeah. really – it reminds me – one of the reasons that you know, I had a problem with the Clintons uh, was that the idea that we should just swap the presidency back and forth between the Bush family and the Clinton family. I don't know sure what I'm looking for it's here. Dynastic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's elitist. And it's it's yeah. kind of that privilegy, boomerish I know I'm yeah. we're gonna get letters for that approach to you know, really only these two families can can yeah. really run things. And we want to continue to have this particular generational, you know, pie fight. Right, right, right. But now look at this. The, the the people who who are getting swapped in and out of positions of power in Illinois and in and in, in DC are all from the same gene pool. Right, right. And it's well, like and, nobody and else. We, when we had a special podcast <clears throat> about daily leaving and what big news yeah. this was, yeah. we had two hypotheses. One was that genuinely, Mayor Daly is a family man. His wife is very ill. Really, yep. truly, very ill. Uh-huh. He needed to step down for her. Uh-huh. Number one, although both of us felt that, yeah, really he he could take whatever time he needed and yeah. still be mayor. But yeah. he's that he genuinely had family obligations to perform. Mm-hmm. And secondly, that the city is broke and it's really broke, really, yep. really, really broke. And this was a good time. For mm-hmm. Daly to say, ah, uh, this is not going to be my problem because I don't have any chits to cash in anymore yeah. to save. I don't even have any magic, you know, <laughs> leprechaun money hidden yeah. under a rainbow someplace where I'm going to go ahead and save the city. <laughs> right. And so time to go. <clears throat> yep. Do you yep. think now in retrospect that there were White House deals? I mean, yeah. I, this is all supposition on our parts, but I'm just asking you as a inside the Chicago well, you're inside the beltway of you're inside the loop of Chicago there. Yes, I, I'm, in, I'm in their heads, man. <laughs> I, I'm in their heads. I, I, I would say just based on how the city political machine operates mm-hmm. and how human nature operates. Yep, it would stun me if there hadn't been informal sitting around having a cigar. 
having a having a scotch conversations mm-hmm. about you know what's going to happen after the election mm-hmm. yeah and who's on the short list and yeah. who do you think would make a good whatever and right. uh, a couple of phone calls back and it's forth it's not as if no one asked rom who he thought right would be a good replacement for him. Exactly. And it's not as if Barack Obama didn't know Bill Daly. Right, right. You know, no, that's these true. people. Oh, I never know. heard of him. Daly? What how do you spell that? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> you know? And he's and he does have the proper pedigree. He yeah. he did he was, you know, Clinton's Commerce Secretary. He does he did all, all these corporate positions where he had very huge budgets, large staffs and people he had to fire and boss around. Yeah, and, I was gonna say there there's a lot of talk in the <laughs> mainstream media about what a good wheeler dealer this guy is. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's it's completely bizarro choice. Yeah. But yeah. And, and if I could just put in one plug for you know the again my my utter mystification that now let's go down the list shall we very quickly not to take up too much of our podcast time but let's go down the list <clears throat> the president of the United States Chicago mm-hmm. former chief of staff Chicago. Former chief of staff is coming back to Chicago to run for the mayor of Chicago. Right. The current mayor of Chicago has resigned, and his brother is going to go become the chief of staff from Chicago. Of the White House, yes. And yet, Chicago can't buy progressive media. Yeah, I know. There's, there's nobody who's interested in what's going on in Chicago outside of people in Chicago. There's there's no representation of and any. Yeah, we're talking about this on our national podcast because it's national news. This is and it continues to be. This has been yeah. national news since Barack Obama was nominated. Yeah. And this is the, the president when he's not in Hawaii vacation. The president. Oh, I'm sorry. The, international podcast. Yeah. I don't want to forget Inter- our listeners from Guam, from Guam <laughs> to Glasgow and, Ir- <laughs> and Ireland and Glasgow. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But that, the thing that just just bewilders me because this is still the third largest media market in America. Yeah. And there is not a single progressive radio broadcast that is that is that is done in Chicago. There's and one that's, that's mediocre that's done in like Saturday that's afternoons. That's a crime. Yeah. And, but, well, the but, idea that the progressive radio station in Chicago reruns audio of Meet the Press yes. on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I, I heard about that. That's pathetic. <laughs> It, well, and, and after that show is Ariana Huffington talking and with Mary Madeline, Mary Madeline as as Mark Green, who you know the man who almost single handedly successfully destroyed Air America, yeah. because we want to have both sides on the air. We want a respectful conversation about both sides because both sides got something to say on my progressive radio station. And so the both sides are Ariana Huffington and Mary Madeline. Mary Madeline. Oh, that's special. Uh, moderated okay. by Mark Green, you know? Oh, man. And that's, that's, but that is simply you know, uh, indicative of there's lots of dead air. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's plenty of capacity in the, in the, on, on progressive radio for yeah. once a week to have a, a, a really intelligent conversation about real progressive issues which we are currently doing for free, yeah. essentially. Yeah. We're currently yeah. doing this yeah. at a very low cost to the, uh, in terms of radio production costs. Right. And yet, rather than actually put on the air once a week actual progressives talking about actual progressive issues from what is arguably the center of progressive politics in America, mm-hmm. Chicago, they would rather beam in shows from L.A., D.C., yeah. or New York 
or produce them and broadcast them out of here rather than do anything in Chicago. And that just mystifies me. I don't get it. Absolutely mystifies me. And uh, it's not special pleading. Get any other people. Get 10 people. There's, you know, go down to laughing liberally with Matt Filipovich. Yeah. With yeah. a microphone and grab three or four smart people out of there. But the idea that, that Chicago is considered flyover country, that you're not legitimate, that you can only be legitimate in the media if you're on the coast is just vexing to me. Anyway, that's, that's my little yeah, moment. That's your, that's your soapbox. I get it. I totally Stepping off get the soapbox. It. You're listening to the Professional Left Podcast, professionalleft.blogspot.com. Onward, Blue Gal. Well, I wanted to ask you uh, one final question Uh um, today, and that has to do with getting back, first of all, to the Republican Congress, which the only thing I really have to say about it, because they're doing a lot of really crazy stuff, and Uh and it's going to be a a show of rage and (laughs) noise and bluster signifying nothing. And I just want to say I I hope our listeners will not pull a baner. <laughs> and and get over emotional about the congressional shenanigans, uh, just to show that you're a good soldier. You know, there's yeah. there's really no need to have a cow over anything that the House does at this no. point. No. And I'm I've started doing jigsaw puzzles on my dining room table just to <laughs> kind of have some mental space from. The reading of the Constitution and Michelle Bachman and Daryl Issa and all of these kind of things that are going on, they really yeah. don't have a lot of power. No, they don't. And and, and they're they're breaking they're they're really breaking the land speed record on breaking promises. Breaking promises, I mean, yeah. Day one, they're day breaking one. a core pillar of their of their pledge to America or yeah. their I love America, whatever it is. I, I I they only they only ever use the same ten words to describe everything. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, it's patriot, American, flag-loving, you know, budget-cutting, job Common sense solutions, yes, yes. So, you know, and it's it's the same sort of mad libs gibberish for the, yep. the, the, the low, the mouth breathers on the right. But, you know, they promised they'd cut $100 billion. Boom. They ain't going to do it. They promised debates on the floor of the House. <laughs> ain't going to do it. You know, nobody knows what's in the bill. Nobody read this bill. Nobody knows what's in this bill. And now it's, oh, everybody knows this in this bill. We don't yeah. need to debate it. There's, uh, you know, everybody already knows this. It's already been discussed. And it's the speed with which no, it's Republicans the first day. Yeah. flip. The first you day. Know. Yep. But, you know, let's face it. If you're, if you're still a Republican after Clinton That's and it. after Bush, if you're still a Republican, then odds are you're just not bright enough to think for yourself. Well, or that so your goals, regardless of intelligence – if your goal is, oh, goody, we won the House and that's really going to tick off liberals, as you've said yeah. many times, yeah. if, if all you goal- care about is we won, that there are no consequences for how quickly and, – and this was another question I had for you no, – how quickly your elected officials, your personal elected officials who won for you, sell you out doesn't matter because you can no. say we won. That's the thing. Republicans get righteous when – Democrats don't do what they want. When liberals don't do what they want, yep. they'll stand on a mile high pile of Bibles and scream about patriotism and piety right up until the moment when when George Bush wins re-election. Yep. And then they'll smirk about it and go, ha ha ha, fuck you, we won. Yeah, yeah, we weren't serious. We didn't care. Fuck it. We don't really care. It's long about beating you. It's not about anything other than winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, well, let it, me ask you one question related to that. Uh-huh. Who do you think has been sold out by their leadership more, progressives or conservatives? Uh, conservatives. Easily. I think so, too. I Easily. Think so too. I, you know, you, you can now be gay and serve in the military. Yeah. You know, the Lilly Ledbetter law got passed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is health care. 
you know, there there is this slow slouching motion towards the left with a lot of backsliding and a lot of corporate crap going on. But just the sheer fuck you, we were never serious to begin with speed mm-hmm. with which the right just abandons its principles the minute it gets power. Oh yeah. Is yeah. is breathtaking. And the thing is that their base goes along with it. Yeah. That's the difference. Their base smirks and says, ha, 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 we were just kidding. We didn't really ever fucking care about this, yada, yada, yada. We won. Now shut up. We won the election. Now shut up. Well, that's the thing. I can't imagine being a pro-life Republican No. and and thinking that you're ever going to get any progress from that part, from the party of Karl Rove, who does not give a rat's behind no. about any of that. And I'm not, you know, I am pro-choice, but when I think about how many years the Republicans have been in power since Roe v. Wade. Yeah, 72, know, right? Yeah. 73. 73. 73. And, you know, I, I have to go back and think that it has to, something to do with the racism of the Republican Party <laughs> because when that passed, Richard Nixon said on tape, well, you know, when it's a black and a white, yeah, you want to be you able to it. take care of it. You know, yeah. and honestly, that's... Mm-hmm. Part of what's going on there. I'm I, I'm digressing, but I do want to say, you know, I think I think uh, conservatives get sold down the river by their own leadership constantly, and yeah. they did they did three or four times yesterday. Yeah. You know, in, in a row, boom, like slap, on, slap, slap. In on row. Wednesday, yeah, on the first day. Well, so, and, but you know, let's face it, Republicans get angry over whatever Rupert Murdoch tells them to get angry about. Yeah, yeah, and that's how they 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 are, they are as I said on W. W-O-R-T, the, the liberal blowtorch in Madison, Wisconsin, earlier this week, you know, they are reprogrammable killbots. Yep. They will do what they're fucking well told. And when Rush Limbaugh tells them this wasn't a betrayal, they will go, oh, I guess I wasn't betrayed and go back to whatever it is the hell they're doing. They're, they're just not mentally there anymore. I mean, if you can, if you can lose an election as, as humiliatingly as Republicans lost in 2006, and in 2008, and then say, you know what we should do in reaction to the fact that we lo- just lost two elections to people who were running on health care, energy reform, education. Let's just block everything they try to do. Yeah. Let's filibuster everything they try to do mm-hmm. to take our country back. You know, when, yeah. when Democrats win elections, it doesn't count. Exactly. So, or when they pass health care, it doesn't count. This is the thing that I don't get is this repeal business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It denies and makes invisible the actual House and Senate votes that passed this shit. I know. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. wait a minute. There was a majority of elected officials who voted yes. So, yes. oh no, no, blah, 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 blah. That's not it. Well, That's not it. As, as a, a conservative colleague of mine told me years ago at a bar <laughs> when he was explaining to me what was really going on in Iraq. Oh. And what was really going on in Egypt and what was really going to go on in Saudi Arabia is that he's an ends justify the means kind of guy. As long as in the end we overthrow these terrible governments in the Middle East, he doesn't really care how we go about it. He doesn't really care that we got lied into war. He doesn't really care about any of that shit. He said, you know, these are the things that we have to say to get this stuff passed. But it doesn't really matter because the well, that's, always- that's Newt Gingrich, too. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. It matters what I say to uh-huh. you know Erie, Pennsylvania about family values. It doesn't matter that I'm cheating on my wife in my office, you know, well, with my mistress, 
<laughs> and impeaching the president for the same thing. That doesn't matter. It's it, you know I have to be the one to say this stuff. Well, and his rationale is that the people, the masses on the right, need to hear these important words. What what he never says is the masses on the right are just like him. They yeah. don't believe any of this this shit either. It's yep. a means to an end. You know, if yep. if we all have to get out there and pretend that okay now we won now everybody has to shut up and do what we say. Well, didn't two years ago you block everything that the majority of this country wanted? Fuck you. That didn't count. Why? Because you're a Democrat. Because it's a means to an end. As as Orwell said, the ends of power is power. Yeah. And so whatever we have to do, whatever lying, cheating, bullshit nonsense we have to pull to get power, we'll do it. And the difference is that now they're open about it. Yeah. We don't we don't give a shit about any of these issues. We never did. You can't be a Republican and care about deficits. Yeah. You know, you can't be a Republican and care about foreign policy. You can't, you can't be a Republican, be a Republican and, and be family, actual family values. No, you can't. And be, and be faithful the, to your wife and the entire <laughs> the entire history of your party, going back yeah. decades, is yeah. in complete contravention to everything you believe. Yeah. The only yeah. thing remaining is that you just hate liberals more. Yeah. And yeah. and the reason you hate liberals more is you bought the the same. You know, that came in the six pack of lies. That you got from Rush Limbaugh free of charge. Yeah, because and it's it, high school. It's just it, it's more important to be, uh, destroying the country, even if you know taking the country back, even if it means destroying it, is more important. Worth it. Yeah, as long as you beat the liberals, it's a terrible place to end that sentence. No, but, it's fine because we're going to go f- full circle. I wanted okay. to I want to go full circle back to the beginning of our podcast today uh-huh. and add two more things about Ann Wagner. Okay, bless her heart. <laughs> Yeah, and I say that in the nicest possible way. Uh-huh. And we have to get this woman to be RNC chairman because two re- oh. for two reasons alone. She was George W. Bush's ambassador to Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> Luxembourg, eh? It's one of them little countries, right? Yeah. How much money did she have to give to the Bush campaign to make that happen? Oh, yeah. Like, a lot. lots. <laughs> big, uh, one of those big novelty checks she showed up at the door, you know. I came right. up in the prize patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Drove up to the, <laughs> to the ranch in the prize patrol, and now I get to be ambassador to Luxembourg. <laughs> And the other reason, the other reason she, we need to give her our full support is, (laughs) I can't say this without bursting out laughing. She has gained the endorsement of John Bolton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. Can Pammy Atlas be far? (laughs) Have you seen the guns on this one? Seriously, have you seen the gun show? <laughs> gun show? Gun show! Gun show! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's bad when we just laugh so hard that there's really nothing more to say. What? What, you, what is, is there to say? To be, I mean, you know, Drift Class, this is supposed to be cogent political dialogue. I know. I know. <laughs> and don't worry, we're going to get around to that later. <laughs> but for now. Oh, my God! From now. What can you say? But come on, <laughs> really, this is the best you got. You know, you've got. <laughs> I want her to be RNC chair. Michael I... Bolton, step aside. <laughs> <laughs> Back, Michael Bolton. She's Bolton, not Bolton. Michael Steele. I'm sorry, Michael uh, Bolton. Listen to well, me. Well, there you go. John Bolton plus Michael Steele is Michael. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Bolton. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
Michael Steele, step aside. Really, we want Ann Wagner for our. I just followed her on Twitter because I just got to know. I got to know what's going to happen. It's, everyone, it's Ann, A N N four uh-huh. number four R N C on Twitter. Yeah, go go give her go your follow. love. <laughs> oh man, we love you, Ann. We love you, Ann. We love you. Oh, love you. All right. We want to thank our listeners. Yes, thank you do. so much for listening. I hope you got a laugh this week as much as I did. <laughs> my, my sides are hurting. Because <laughs> Lord knows we need them. We need them. Oh, man. I mean, I, I really feel like I should have more to say about... <laughs> but the, the position is pointless. You yeah. know, it's a fundraising, glad-handling position. It, it, it's ambassador to Luxembourg. No offense yeah. to our Luxembourg listeners. Yeah. We love you, yeah. too. We love but, our Luxembourgers. <laughs> But and if any of you Luxembourgians want to send us five bucks, five bucks, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we love our listeners, and we have a website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can listen to past episodes. We also have a opportunity at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, for you to kick five bucks into the hat. That helps us to continue our work on this podcast, and we really appreciate your support. We never ask for more than five bucks. We know how hard times are, and we really appreciate your vote of confidence in sending us $5 contributions. We have an email address that goes to both of us, and we love getting emails from you. We get great emails, don't we, Drift Glass? We do. Our email address is proleftpodcast at gmail.com. Write us anytime. We love hearing from our listeners. And actually, one thing we want our listeners to email us about this week, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. Special request. This will cost you nothing. Is we like, since we are planning to make a joint appearance. Yeah, we're uh, committed to doing this, actually. Pardon me? We've committed to doing this, actually. We're planning on making a, a, a special. A uh, public live joint appearance at Netroots Nations. We will both be there. We'll both be there, and we would like to know your ideas for doing a panel. Since A, panels are fun and harmless and entertaining and clean and Christian and good <laughs> and patriotic and And get fulfilling. us into Netroots Nation for free. Let's face it. <laughs> and it gets us into Netroots Nations for free. So, um, But we'd like to know uh, some good ideas for... A panel you'd like to, you know, if if either one or both of us are, are doing it, what what do you think would be a cool idea? What would you what would you if you're going, even if you're not going, mm-hmm. if you were to go to Netroots Nations and you were to see this panel on a placard, you'd want to come see it. Give us mm-hmm. your ideas. Give us your ideas, and we have a couple of ideas that we would like to do. We're not sure how to uh, formulate this, but two ideas. One is that we would like to do a workshop on podcasting. Mm-hmm which would be more of a workshop than a panel, but to actually help people, progressives, who want to podcast to have some of the tools at their disposal that we use. Mm-hmm. Podcasting for pennies a day. That's right. And the second thing is uh, you and I both Photoshop and eh. have had uh, – <laughs> eh. you're an expert. I'm, I'm eh. well, no, I, getting I, I there. But a, a panel on Photoshopping would be – We're not going to do a panel on Photoshopping, but a workshop on Photoshopping, a kind of master class, if you will, for you people know. that have already – played around with photoshop you know we're not we're not going to teach windows 1.0 we've already i think both of us have already done that at one time in our careers but um you know here you double click on this icon and it opens the program Uh, (laughs) it's like an apple (laughs) (laughs) 
It's almost but like if, Apple. If there are bloggers at Netroots Nation who want to sharpen their Photoshop skills, I think you and I would both enjoy opening up everyone's laptop and saying, okay, you want to combine these two photos, let's look at some tricks and some brushes and some... Does Does Workshop get us into Netroots Nation for free? See, that's what I, I don't know. I want to talk to the organizers and find <laughs> out. Because if not... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. But if we're already there doing an awesome panel on something or other, yeah, and 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 people want to gather around the campfire and do a workshop on Photoshop, sure, and, you know, I think that'd be awesome. I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, do write us. We are at proleftpodcast at gmail dot com, and we would uh-huh. love to hear from you. You would. What What's on the Internet Kitty's mind this week? The Internet Kitty's here. There's an opening for Ambassador to Luxembourg. podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2011, Drift Class Blue Gal Podcast. Yeah, because you know, you know the GOP Senate probably hasn't confirmed Barack Obama's ambassador no. to Luxembourg.